I wouldn't recognize an angel in a human form. You I might mean, look like you. Well, obviously. And God gave me this. I didn't have to go to the gym or work on it or anything. Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. They'll be talking truth about the Bible and life. Now let's join Brian for today's look at God's Word, followed by conversation and a little fun with Brian, Dan, and today's guest, Pastor Nat Crawford. Now, here's Brian. Let's imagine you're planning a trip and you have two options. You do a little research and you find that one option has all positive ratings, five stars, and the other gets terrible ratings. Yet you choose the one with the terrible ratings. When I ask you why, you tell me you're confident that the terrible one won't be terrible for you. Okay. It's hard to imagine anyone making such a foolish decision. If it's been terrible for everyone else, it's going to be terrible for you. That just seems like common sense. Yet in the real world, common sense doesn't seem so common anymore. From the beginning of Genesis, we have learned that there are two paths. One leads to life, the other leads to misery. This concept runs through Genesis and is seen throughout the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus picks up this theme, talking about two paths. One leads to life, the other to destruction. Every day, far too many people choose the path of destruction, confident that the terrible path won't be terrible for them. Why would anyone choose that path when the path of life is offered to anyone who is willing to believe and follow God? Our story of Abraham and Sarah is a beautiful picture of the life God offers to those who choose to travel his path. They've had a few ups and downs, but mostly they have demonstrated an amazing commitment to follow God by faith. In our last chapter, Abraham and Sarah recommitted themselves to travel God's path. The benefit of that choice becomes evident in our story today from Genesis 18. Abraham is sitting in the doorway of his tent when he sees three men before him. The text tells us that two of them are angels and one is God himself in human form. Abraham figures out who they are. He bows before them and invites them to stay for a meal. Can you imagine trying to come to grips with the fact that your dinner guest is actually the God of the universe in human form? This is a beautiful picture of the covenant relationship God wanted to have with Abraham. Similar to walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, you have God coming to Abraham to share a meal with him. This is the blessing of choosing to travel God's path by faith. At dinner, God tells Abraham that next year at this time, they will have a son. Sarah is behind the tent flap. She overhears this prediction and laughs to herself. Could she really have a child in her old age? God asks Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Is there anything too difficult for him? It's really hard to blame Sarah. The thought of finally having the promised son at age 90 is pretty crazy. But this is what happens when God comes to dinner. This is what happens when we choose to travel God's path. When God replies asking, is there anything too difficult for God? The Hebrew word for difficult is actually the word wonderful. 
Is there anything too wonder-filled for God? When God is seated at the dinner table, nothing is impossible. The life of faith is a life of mystery. It's a life of the unexpected. It's a life of wonder. There is nothing that is hopeless with God. I don't know what you're facing right now, but with God, nothing is impossible. God longs to bless us, and those blessings come to us in many unexpected ways. Abraham is the only person in the Bible who was ever called a friend of God. Abraham believed God tells the truth and committed himself to God even when so many things didn't make sense. In this chapter, we see just a glimpse of the reward of that faith. Perhaps the greatest blessing for Abraham was the realization that God came to dinner in a real and personal way. The chapter ends with a glimpse of what is to come in the next chapter. Sodom pictures those who choose to reject God and travel their own path. It's interesting that we get a foreshadowing of the coming judgment of Sodom at the end of chapter 18. I believe the reason is the writer wants us to compare the blessings Abraham received by traveling God's path with the judgment coming for those who travel a different path. In this story, it's his nephew Lot. The writer is inviting us to compare the choices and consequences. Throughout the pages of the Bible and the pages of history, the evidence is clear. Those who travel God's path receive his blessing. Those who insist on traveling their own path experience heartache. Why would anyone choose the path of destruction when God offers so much to those who turn to him and believe? All right, let's bring in Dan and Nat and talk about this. Guys, this is an amazing moment in our story. Can you imagine this moment when God himself comes to Abraham's tent for dinner? I get pretty nervous when just, you know, anyone shows up in my house thinking about what's on my floor, what's going to be on the table. I can't imagine what it would be like to have God. And, and I mean, what did he look like? I mean, I mean, that's that right there. It's got to be something else. He immediately recognized them as angels. I mean, there's just too much to fathom. I mean, I don't, I mean, those were different times. So, I mean, I can't fathom going to the door. I wouldn't recognize an angel in a human form. He I might mean, look like you. So, well, obviously. <laughs> Um, and God gave me this. I didn't oh, have to boy. go to the gym or work See? on it or anything. Uh-huh. It is what it is. Are you an angel? You are a messenger. Um, All shapes and sizes. Yeah. Let me do the comedy in that. Oh, sorry. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I, just as a, just a lay person reading this, those were just different times, you know. And the, the writer is writing this. I mean. I don't think he's going to go into every detail of it, of how he recognized them or who they were. I think it's just kind of like a summary of he knew who they were. I mean, did it? T- did he know immediately? Or I mean, the story doesn't tell us that. It just says that he recognized them, correct? Right. So at some point, I think he figured it out. He but figured how? It out. I don't know. Hmm. So I mean, yeah, I can't. I can't fathom that. I mean, it's like the Bible says there's. God's an infinite God. You know, he created the world. So it's like his ways aren't my ways. I have no idea how it works. I believe that it happened. I mean, if 
I, I I don't know how he would be able to tell. I mean, I'm just saying in modern times, it, yeah. that's where it's so hard to fathom a lot of this stuff. You know, in Genesis 3, it alludes to the fact that God used to come to the garden in the cool of the day and spend time with Adam and Eve. Right. And that's just beyond what we can comprehend. And that's like another question, in the cool of the day. The cool of the day is when the sun is going down. Yeah, evening. Mm-hmm. But God is the light. I mean, if you're living with God, isn't it light all the time? I mean, why would there be a cool of the day? Wouldn't it be God's light shining the entire time? Or did he create the world with a day and a night? Well, Genesis 1 says, and there was morning and there was evening. So it would be a 24-hour cycle, I think. And I think it's just meant to communicate kind of this beautiful time of the day. God would visit paradise just because he wanted to spend time with them. Right. So you get up to this story, and I think it's the same concept that Abraham had trusted God by faith. So think about it. We, we've even said it on the show quite a few times, talk about a personal relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. This is an amazing moment where God takes on human flesh and actually comes to dinner like a friend hmm. with Abraham. It, it's trying to picture this. this is what God wants. This is the intimacy and the relationship that God wants with people. So all of it, he came and shown himself to them, and it was written down and basically serves as an example and a picture of his relationship with us. Right. But they literally had dinner. Yeah, even by old covenant standards, it's an amazing moment. But I think the, the point that's being made is when you choose to travel God's path by faith. There's great rewards to that. So, you know, one of the things that might be interesting to talk about for our listeners is people tend to think if you commit to God that somehow you have to change who you are and life becomes boring and you can't have fun anymore, when the reality is it's actually just the opposite of that. Absolutely. And that's the point of the show. That's why I'm on here, yeah. just to let people know that's exactly correct. You don't change. God made you, you. You're, you're you, you know? Yeah. So if we could convince the listeners that life gets better. It doesn't get worse with God. And so much of that, though, goes back to your perspective and, and what you're hanging your hope on versus um, what we put so much of our faith and trust in today. It shifts our hope and our grounding from the things to the personal relationships with people that can come and go to a permanent eternal relationship with God who ultimately does change maybe how we, well he changes how we think and how we behave but not our personality and not our core identity no you're right? still who you are i think the problem that we live now in these days is when you said why would anyone choose the path of destruction well because it seems like with how we live now with television and entertainment people that have this and that and they're super rich and they're doing this and they're going these places. Television, for the most part, shows that in such a wonderful, this is what you need to obtain. The more toys you have, you win. And so a lot of television and social media basically lets you know, look, this is the path to happiness because look, he's out on a yacht, he's got 
eight bikini-clad women around him, and you know what I mean? Mm. So, and you know what? Yeah, that's fun. But it doesn't tell the rest of the story. You only see a certain block of what's happening for that little bit of that person's life. You don't see the agony and the heartache and the bad decisions that happen later on. And I think, why do people choose that instead of the other? Because they think this is what you need to be happy. Look at that guy. Look how happy he is. He can buy anything he wants. He can have any, you know, but you only see a small speck of that person's life. And it's always the part they want you to see. It's like social media. Everybody on social media is happening. Everybody on social media has got it going on. When in reality, most of them are a bunch of bitter, hateful people that want everybody else to be bitter and hateful. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think the devil lays that trap that, well, if you become a Christian, that's the problem with religion. You know, the devil is a liar and a deceiver, and he tells you how you get religion, you're going to have to do this. And that's not the fact at all. And you're right, Brian. It's the complete opposite. You know, the path we're talking about is you lead, you lead such an unbelievable life, and it is fun. It's full of laughs and and excitement, you know, but it's also telling you, hey, this is destructive. This is destructive. Where the world's view is, what the Bible is telling you could be destructive, you see, well, yeah, but that guy, it's not. I just saw him for an hour on his boat with a bunch of chicks. You know, it doesn't tell you the whole story. Yeah. So I think television and the, our culture, our, just our worldly culture, the, the rules that the world sets, the rules that the Bible set are two completely different paths, like we talk about, mm -hmm. Genesis 1 through 11. And I don't think people really uh, see the whole picture, and the worldview is really good at disguising the bad parts that come with it. And um, well, I think that's what I think that's the key thing is people's worldview. It's not based on what the Bible teaches, and the why would the world? It's not where they get their cues. But us as believers, that's we are supposed to be shaped by God's word. But I, I think though, if we're not careful, Brian, and I want to maybe dig a little bit deeper here. If you're not careful at a surface level, you could read a text like this and almost go, and from what you're saying, well, so if I do A plus B, it's going to equal C. I'm going to get that special blessing. I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to have health, wealth, and prosperity, right? I mean, that's not what this text is teaching, correct? Right, and that would be the risk. And, of course, tracking through the story of Abraham, it's pretty obvious. It was full of ups and downs and, and struggles and heartaches and blessings. Hmm. But I think here you're just getting the reward that because of Abraham's choice by faith— hmm. God honors him by coming to dinner, and there's just this beautiful moment where mm -hmm. even through the tragedies, the struggles, because the health, wealth, and prosperity gets back to what Dan was saying. That, is, that isn't going to make you happy. That, that's almost like God's adopting the world's value system. Right, right. Rather than, no, it's about a relationship with God, and there's deep meaning mm -hmm. and purpose in that. And yeah. that's why when you read the Bible and you continue to stay engaged, you see all the different illustrations and the different stories where, uh, God, where God never promised. You're not promised a long life. You're mm -hmm. not promised a prosperous life. 
You know, you're not promised that. Hmm. There are some that d- did. I mean, just because you become a Christian doesn't mean you, you're not a regular, normal human being. You're hmm. still going to have the same, a lot of the problems everybody else has. Hmm. That's the cool thing about Christianity. It sets it apart from everything else. You don't got to go do this. You don't have to do this. You don't have to say this. You don't have to make sure you're doing this every day. All you got to do, all you have to do is stay engaged with Jesus Christ and let him work in your life and he will work hmm. you know and then 10 years down the road you may go you know what i don't want to do that anymore i don't feel right about doing that activity anymore hmm. then you're on your way and you're being sanctified i don't think people really understand what it's about that's what it's about you know it's like i said a long time ago like in my act there's jokes in my act that i cannot believe that i ever did Mm. What was I thinking? Well, I wasn't thinking. Mm. I was backslid. I could have cared less, you know. I mean, I still believed in Jesus and the whole thing, but it's kind of like, well, I'm kind of putting him on the back burner because I'm having a good time here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when I look back on it, but then when you re-engage and you have Jesus work in your life, you start to see, whoa, I can't believe <laughs> that I did that joke. <laughs> and you won't do it. It's even when jokes I write now. Nah, can't do that one. It's just not good. It's not a good testimony for me because I'm talking about this. And then there's another joke, and somebody goes, yeah, but why would you do that joke? I'll be honest. I don't feel convicted about it. I don't feel convicted about it. Five years from now, maybe Mm -hmm. I will. Five Mm -hmm. years from now, maybe I'll go, wow. You know, I probably shouldn't have done that joke. But I was in the process of being saved and learning. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people understand that. That's why I love the show. I just want people that are really trying to learn and what it's all about. That's what it's about. It doesn't happen overnight. But the thing is, you got to stay engaged. You know, you, you get a Bible app and get to have a devotion, get up and have a little quiet time in the morning for 20 minutes, hmm. 15 minutes. Do it at night for 15, 20 minutes and stay engaged. It's unbelievable how just a little bit of time every day will change your life. Well, you know, there's something in the story that I hope we don't miss and and I and you actually shared it from your own life is you know Sarah she laughs right she hears this and she laughs and what does god not do he doesn't get up storm away from the table like many of we many of the things we've experienced in our lives you you doubt you push back whatever it is and the people they go well then fine i'm out god doesn't do that he stays right there in a relationship and even with you Dan when you're talking about that time when you were backslidden he could have said ah forget it I'm done. Done with you. It's not what he does. No. You're his child. He loves you always. Nothing you can do will ever separate you from the love of God. Absolutely. And that's true for all of us today. Absolutely. That's incredible. That is such a great part of the story I don't want us to miss. Yeah. It's like back in the day. I, I, I look back at my life and I think, wow, think of all the miracles that were done in my life. When I look back on my life, like, it's like, you know, I could have died when I did that. I could have died when I did that, but I shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know, there's another tetanus shot. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like God was protecting me. When you're his child, he will keep you protected, you know. So I guess maybe we we could wrap it up with just a reminder that the terrible path is going to be terrible for yes. those who choose it. There's mm-hmm. nobody that ultimately makes that work no no absolutely and and if you choose it it may be fun for a while but you got to remember all of that fun and all of that sin and all that stuff you think's making you happy the check will come due and you will have to write your name on that check 
And that is not a pretty sight. Thanks for listening to Talk and Truth. To hear Brian's complete sermon message on today's topic, visit talkintruth.com. That's talk, letter N, truth.com. Get it done.